Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Fantasy Freaks and Geeks, what is up? It is the NFL Fantasy Live podcast. I'm James Goat, joined alongside Adam Wright, the Fantasy Maverick, in the house today. What's up, man? Hey, thanks for having me once again. I feel like... Uh, I'm glad you could fit us into your busy schedule. No, no, no. I feel like this is a terrible thing where you've had a, a couple of great young prospects like the franchise and uh, Matt, Matt Harmon, Harmon yep. and you've traded them away. For the disgruntled washed-up guy, <laughs> veteran, <the> veteran pitcher <laughs> who who's mailing it in, <laughs> who's been mailing it in recently. Uh, is your EA Madden show? Uh, is this season? Uh, season, done over- season one is in the books. Great, congratulations! So, congratulations. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. We did. Uh, I thought it was a very successful first season. <laughs> it was something very fun, uh, something new. And I think that the eSports and the Madden show, I think there's a, a bright future there. So thanks for everybody who watched. Yeah, which is why um, he is making – Adam Rank is now making time for the backup uh, podcast, <laughs> which is great. Uh, we appreciate that. MG, my guy, Marcus Grant, in the house as well. Uh, and the whiz kid from Wisconsin behind the glass there, Alex Gelhar. What's up, man? Uh, not too much. I had a cold this weekend that settled in late last week, so I spent Ooh. most of the weekend – Lounging around, I crushed all ten episodes of Making a Murder. I did make it to the theater twice, though, so that was good. You are a machine. You're but a hey, machine. Man, when you're sick, all you got to do is sit around. So, like, you're I a machine. Wanna, I didn't want to risk getting more ill, and uh, I just popped in on the recliner. Charlie snuggled up with me for a little while and <laughs> watched some Netflix. You, Matt Harmon, and Charlie Netflix and chilled, and that's what that's what happened. Harmon had some other stuff going on. Ah. He was not sick, so he was able to get out to the gym and do other things. There but, was a big party for him on Friday, right? Not huge party, but we had a good little gathering with some some beverages and some some burgers. All right, there you go. I like it. All right, let's get to your top headlines for today. We're going to talk about the NFC West. Uh, we're going to talk about the uh, Arizona Cardinals, Seattle Seahawks, and now the Los Angeles Rams, as well as the San Francisco 49ers, Chip Kelly, and all that kind of stuff. Daily Daps as well. Um, we will try to keep it under an hour. I yes. No promises because Adam Rank is here. So it, this could uh, he's the pro at filibustering know. discussions. That's, that's, that's Just not. hit that headline music and let's start. The camera highlights in the world of sports. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Whistles go. Woo! I like turtles. We continue to follow breaking news. Watch the news because I'm a kid. So y'all need to hide your kids, hide your wife. Our first topic. Uh, how about Matt Forte? This is right in Adam uh, Rank's wheelhouse. Uh, the Schomburg, uh, Illinois native. That he is, but uh, Matt Forte doesn't really doesn't sound like he's going to come back. It's kind of not really surprising. No, no, no. I mean, I, I think he came out and said that this was it for me. And the right. Bears also released a statement too, and it's disappointing because if you looked at the Bears organization over the last number of years, they've allowed Brian Urlacher to walk away without right. a lot of fanfare. Lance Briggs, Devin Hester. As a matter of fact, I interviewed Devin Hester before he went to Atlanta. I interviewed Matt Forte at the Super Bowl. I think I'm the kiss of death now. So <laughs> Would you say there's a trend with there's you a, and Bears players? The trend the says. A trend. I know a lot of, uh, a couple of my a couple of my friends were begging me to uh, talk to Jay Cutler, and I said, "Stop it." Right that, I don't. I don't think that's very cool. You but didn't I'm, talk to Alshon Jeffrey, did you? Oh boy. Or did you? No, I did not. Oh, I did not. He will. He'll be sticking around. Obviously, Good. they're going to put their resources there. So. Right. It is a uh, it's disappointing from a fan perspective. You don't want to see your favorite players move on to another team, but that's yeah. life in the NFL. 
I guess what we would want to discuss, though, what's relevant to fantasy enthusiasts is where he's going to go. There's a lot of. Te- I mean, look. There's. I, I shouldn't say that. There's not. I, there's actually not a lot of teams that need a running back. Um, there's, in my estimation, maybe five or six teams. Right. Uh, and really, if you really break it down, uh, where there's not going to be a a full fledged committee, maybe three. Oh, I, I just just one. I would think the Texans. Well, I was thinking the Cowboys, but. Well, Darren McFadden's there. McFadden. I thought he had a pretty good year. No? Man. 1,400 total yards. Although I feel like if you can get a guy like Matt Forte, yeah. that might change your idea of whether or not you have a committee. So okay. our, our good friends over at uh, Around the NFL, they have a, a podcast you can also listen to on iTunes and stuff. They had uh, Connor Orr whipped up a which teams are the best fit for Matt, for Matt Forte. Forte. So I'll run you through this list and we All can right. see which ones we like from a fantasy perspective. Okay. New England Patriots. I like it for a personal perspective because it would give Matt Forte an opportunity to go out and get a championship. So I, play, I would, I would like to see that. Yeah, and uh, but for a fantasy purposes, uh, I do not like that. And yeah, and scheme. I don't know that that's the best because Deion Lewis is already there to be the pass catcher, and he right. proved he could run between the tackles okay. a little bit. So what they might need is more of a, a hammer back. Matt Forte can catch the ball. Yes, and he's good. He's six two. <laughs> he's huge. <laughs> He is a big person. He can, yeah, but, he can but pound it, the ball between the tackles. I 100% agree with what you're saying. But really what makes Matt Forte special is the fact that he can't catch balls out of the backfield. Don't, no? Don't, that, that's nice, but don't that shouldn't hurt him. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> Whoa, we don't want him. Really, he catches, he's not like a scat bag. No, no, no. That's, five, then that's not what I was saying. But five seven Darren Sproles or something. <laughs> right. Uh, next on the list was okay. Seattle Seahawks. Don't really? Like you're, saying, <laughs> no. you're saying no, huh? No, just absolutely up, not. Why? Because, I mean, I know how much you love Thomas Rawls. I get it. But. No, I like Thomas Rawls. First of all, I'm not as bullish on Thomas Rawls um, as Michael Fabiano is but uh, or some other you know fantasy enthusiasts as well. It's just, uh, no. <laughs> Thomas Rawls is going to come back. He's the young guy. I don't, first of all, Seattle, if they're already balking at the fact that they didn't want to pay Marshawn Lynch, why – they're gonna invest. They're gonna invest some time well, in Thomas Rawls. Thomas Rawls is super, super inexpensive. Right, but part of the reason they didn't want to pay Marshawn Lynch is, I mean, one, his skills were declining, but also there was the headache that you got. You know, I mean, the last couple of years, Marshawn kind of played when he wanted to play. At least those were the stories. Yeah, that he wasn't completely committed. Whereas you've never heard that sort of thing with Matt Forte. It's true. It's just that Thomas Rawls is there already. I think they're gonna be committed to the young guy to see what they got. Um, and, and I tell you, they gave the kid uh, touches, and he produced. So I don't think that's a great fit. Uh, what, else, what, what else next, is kind of work? Next on the list. Because those two were Dallas. very, very lukewarm. Dallas Cowboys. That's pretty good. Mentioned. We like that good. one. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we can just jump on to the next one. This one was interesting. Baltimore Ravens. Wow. A, re- a, reuni- <laughs> a reunion with Mark Tressman. Justin Forsett's coming off an injury. He's also over 30 years old. Uh, they've got. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Javorius Allen there as yeah, well. Old so, Buck, yeah. But I think it's more. I think they were thinking more of the reunion of the offensive coordinator and stuff. Veteran, another good team. Uh, that's just that. You know what? Honestly, uh, that's not a great one because Forte hated his role under. Yeah, Mark I know Justin. he disliked. This is hated. true. But I mean, that's also where he caught a hundred and what hundred and two well, that, passes. I mean, yeah. set the record, yeah. <laughs> I mean, statistically, it was great, that. but I don't, I don't think he enjoyed that. No, no he, he said after the season that he didn't particularly enjoy that role. Uh, the He's last, talked to people who know people who said that he did not. The enjoy. last big one on their list: the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> well, <I'm sorry>. well, <laughs> now because we already know that Eddie Lacy is going to do P90X and get shredded and come back and be ready to go, that just doesn't seem to be a fit there. Again, why? I, yeah. Why invest money? Into the running back position when you when you already have Eddie Lacy, um, Starks uh, is a free agent, and they literally have nobody else after that. I, I mean, I get it. They could they could easily. I think they'll go in the draft. It, but I, schematically and for a fit, that makes sense to me because Forte is much more dynamic out of the backfield. I agree. You still get a one-two thunder and lightning punch between him and Lacy. And and we talk about you know um, being able to at least play deep into the playoffs. Obviously, the Green Bay Packers. Well, then that that's profile, not going to be. Oh. But. Fantasy wise, <laughs> fantasy wise, I don't love that one as much. I don't like that it at all. Diminishes both Forte and Lacey. It also means James Starks is 
gone. I mean, there's just no way. Yeah, I don't know. Well, he's James Starks is pushing 32. People forget because he came out as like, I know, a, right? a senior out of Buffalo back right. in 2010. So there are other there are wild card options. They don't list any reason. Raiders, Vikings, Steelers, Colts, and Texans. Wait a minute. <laughs> how are the Texans? <laughs> I don't. I, I don't say the Texans are so far down. I mean, the Texans well, got to be that was, one. That was no? not a ranking. They just listed oh. those teams. Oh, because okay. Matt Forte wait. seems like a perfect fit for, for the, the Texans. I agree. 100% agree. What about the Saints? He's from New Orleans. Yes. Uh, it's a two-lane. The C.J. Spiller thing did not work out well Obviously. for them. They want to go with the running back by committee. It's not gonna, Again, it's not going to be good for fantasy, but Matt Forte is not charting his future by going, where's my best fantasy fit? No, no, of it's course. It's where I can win, where I can have a role with this team. And, again, he would probably be counted on to catch the ball a little bit, but he can still run it. I mean, Mark Ingram hasn't really been super healthy over the course of his career. No. You have two solid running backs with those two guys as the one-two punch. <sighs> I kind of like that situation. Gosh. Um, I don't hate it. I just don't think the Saints are close. Um, and I, I would be surprised if Matt Forte thought that the Saints the, the were close. Saints are super cap-strapped, too, still. Yeah. So I, I don't I would, know that they would be able to pull them out. I mean, they're, I, I they're, they're close to a playoff spot. In that division? In that division? The division with the team that just went 15-1. and one Okay, yes, that team is obviously – They're head and shoulders, the way, they're head and shoulders the way above everybody else. The Panthers are definitely above everybody yeah, else yeah. in that division. But, I mean, look, the, the Bucks they had a nice run, but you know, there's a chance they could lose Doug Martin. They're, they're starting over at the running back position. Their defense has a lot of issues right now. Um, the Falcons are just meh to the nth degree. I mean, there is a chance that the, the Saints could – Still competing. Right, well, real quick, yeah. since we spent a lot of time on Matt Forte, what's your dream landing spot? Let's go around the horn, and then we'll jump to the next headline. Adam, dream landing spot for Forte, uh, fantasy-wise. Fantasy oh, fantasy-wise. Right. Um, Cowboys is the number one guy. Houston. I'd say Dallas. Uh, I think I think Doug Martin will go somewhere. I think Tampa Bay. Um, and the reason for that is because, you know, you got a nice, strong-arm young quarterback. Um, they're going to, if they bring in a guy like Matt Forte, I think they'll lean on him, but... James Winston is dynamic enough uh, where that offense will move a little bit, and the and the division's soft, man. So uh, I would love to see. I'd love to see if if Doug Martin moves on, and, and then he goes down to Tampa Bay. Also, the warm weather will be nice for uh, a slightly uh, aging uh, running back as well. But uh, but yeah, I think that might not be bad. All right. So we shall see. How about the Dolphins? They say they want to uh, re-sign Lamar Miller. Um, <laughs> they sh- surely didn't show it during the regular season, but um, you know they got a new coaching staff there and everything like that. So uh, Lamar Miller, good fit in Miami. Yeah, I think Adam Gase can really probably go ahead and get the best of his ability. If you look at what Adam Gase has done over the last couple of years, going back to his time in Denver, where he really had he got the best out of C.J. Anderson. He did pretty well with not only Matt Forte last year, but also Jeremy Langford. Right. So I feel that. What we what we got out of Lamar Miller in the past with Miami, you got to just brush that aside and look at what's going to be happening in the future. And they got a pretty decent, they got a decent enough quarterback. They've got great risk, great. Ah, they've got a good, they've got a good, they got, they got core. good receivers. They got a really they got, good young core. They got a, a nice young core. I I would be excited for this. He would definitely be somebody I would target if you're going to be one of those people who drafts wide receivers heavily in the first couple of rounds. Right. Lamar Miller's on he's one of those fringe guys. And I think he was last year too where you're looking in the fourth round or so perhaps he's still around. So, I kind of like it. I I like everything that's going on in Miami. I just I I agree with everything Rank just said. Okay. I just would like for Adam Gaze to sign an affidavit that <laughs> that Lamar we will give Lamar that Lamar Miller, Miller will will average twenty <laughs> touches. All right, like sometimes you know game flow means he doesn't quite get as many, but sometimes game flow should mean he gets more. Like just sign an affidavit that he will average twenty touches over the course of the season. I thought Jay Ajayi looked pretty darn good. He did look really good. So it'd be interesting to see. I don't mind the fit if uh, Miller stays in Miami because for everything Adam said, the Adam the Adam Gaze connection is really nice, and it like is. I still think Lamar Miller's a talented player. But uh, the JHI factor would scare me a little bit. Doesn't um, he got bone on bone in his knee? He's got a degenerative knee condition. Like it's um, but and his long term future is not great. But uh, you know, uh, I think he'll. I'm no doctor, but that won't stop you from speculating. Absolutely not. <laughs> but he's still a young man, um, and I thought he ran pretty darn well last year. Um, so I don't know. It, it'd be it'd be interesting to see. There's no question. All right, Ken Wisenhunt hopes to uh, jumpstart the ground game in San Diego. What does that mean for somebody like Melvin Gordon, who a lot of folks invested heavily into Dynasty and, and Keepers and, and all that kind of stuff? Uh, Melvin Gordon in San Diego, 
boy, he did not look good his rookie. Oh, God, he did not look good at all. Uh, what are his prospects in year two? Wiz? I, I'm I'm somewhat excited for this. I was trying to wrap my brain around this all weekend as I was looking at this news, news story and stuff because I, Melvin Gordon is still a talent kid. He did not look good at all last year. No. I mean, it was partly the line. It was a lot of him. He was very hesitant. He did not hit the hole with the same – you know, confidence and explosion that he did out of college. Right. Uh, what Wisenhunt did say, though, is that he would like to switch it back to more of, like, the Ryan Matthews-Danny Woodhead role they had a couple years ago where Ryan Matthews had, like, 1,200 yards on the ground and, I think, seven or eight touchdowns. So if that switches him over to the role that's going to diminish Danny Woodhead and if Gordon can get everything together and maybe they get an offensive lineman in the draft, I'm I'm – cautiously optimistic that he could have a nicer second season than I mean he can't get much worse than he was his rookie season. Uh yeah, I mean I think a lot of it is about about the offensive line. I mean the Chargers had the second fewest total rushing yards in the league. They were the fewest they, they had the worst yards per attempt, just three and a half yards per carry uh during the That's season last year. Good. Uh you know and, and yes, some of it was Melvin Gordon kind of looking hesitant. He didn't have those big you know, those big bowls up front like he had at Wisconsin that were just blowing open holes. So he had to be a little more patient at times. He had to be a little more aggressive at times, and I think he struggled with that. And, yes, I think he'll get better. But still, this is a team that, you know, circumstances have forced them the last couple of years to throw the football a lot. And so unless they make some major changes up front, all the want-to in the world isn't going to make this team run the football better. What was Lamar's uh, numbers from last year? Lamar Miller? Or, or excuse me, I'm sorry, Melvin Gordon's numbers. From he there. had like a hundred some, ca- 125 carries, I and think. Zero no, sorry. touchdowns. Don't live in sorry, the 184 carries, <sighs> 641 yards, oh my 3.5 gosh. per tote, no touchdowns. Oh, my gosh. That is not good. Um, but I will say when Ken Wisenhunt was the offensive coordinator in 2013, the team ranked sixth in rushing attempts, so they were trying to get the ball uh, on the ground a lot. As Alex said, it was Ryan Matthews' best season as a pro. Yeah. Uh, 12.55, six rushing touchdowns, one receiving touchdown. Danny Woodhead uh, still had 76 receptions uh, with six touchdown receptions Pretty good. Uh, during that season. So he'll yeah. still be viable. He had a 1,000 uh, or more than 1,000 scrimmage yards too. So there's an opportunity for both those guys. But they really do, as Alex said, they have to invest – in his center, because that the Nick Hardwick thing is it really them. it's it's still crushing them. It's still again though, but uh, I don't like this team to be very good. I think that I the mean that's what I was getting to the specter of them uh, moving like it's a big thing. Like it's it's a terrible thing, especially for the Chargers who don't want to move. Right. Like I know some of the guys are were excited about possibly coming to L.A., but your quarterback is not one of those guys. <laughs> <laughs> and. That's a huge thing. He's got, like, eight kids. He lives, like, super east of San Diego. Like, I know everyone thinks San Diego, and then they think, oh, Phillip Rivers, starting quarterback. He must live on the beach. He must have this dope beach house. No, he lives. Not when you have eight kids. Yeah, James, he has eight kids. He's got eight kids. He lives way east. He's got a big old, you know, acre of land or whatever it is. Um, very nice home, Alpine or something like that. Um, it was way out there. All right, rather than rather than recklessly speculating on the people's motivation of the moves. <laughs> um, I, well, no, but, but I mean, but like, I, well, but I've witnessed this before. I remember yes. uh, when the Los Angeles Rams before they folded. Uh, they, it was a terrible year. Like '94 was awful. And but I also, this it. isn't. I mean, while we feel it might be a foregone conclusion, it isn't. They are still trying to renegotiate. Anyways, back to football. The last four years, Wisenhunt has been an offensive coordinator. His rushing offense is ranked 13th, 10th, 5th, and 2nd in yards. Pretty good. And 6th, 14th, 1st, and 1st in attempts. Again, I just, I'm worried that San Diego, forget about whatever, the, the motivation. The, the fans aren't, I, 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 don't, I don't believe the fans are going to come out. I, I think the, it, they're going to be playing to half-empty stadiums. Uh, much like what we saw, the- <clears throat> much like to what we saw this just this past year, um, I don't think it's hard for a team to get up. Um, I don't think this team's they have so many holes on the offensive side. I don't see them scoring a lot of points. Uh, I just, I, especially my- in this division, too. I feel like I feel like this offense just takes a dive. This I agree. Year. I'm I'm really really worried about them. I know we talked a little bit about it before. From, dive from what? Last year was terrible because everybody was injured on the team. <laughs> well, it was terrible. Right. This, exactly. is, this is it was, painting the, the way for a rebound. It was really good in the first half of the season. It was in the second half when things went Yeah, when south. they had healthy players. And I feel like this year, I just, I don't know, I just have a lot of concern. And there's, there's nothing, because yes, Keenan Allen, in theory, is back. We'll see what happens yeah. with the O-line, but Phil Rivers is a year older. 
We'll see what happens if Antonio Gates comes back, if Ladarius Green is even there again, you know, if Melvin Gordon can get better. There's just so many questions with this offense. A lot of holes, man. A lot of holes. And, and again, I just think it's a tough division. You got the Broncos, the Raiders are coming up. It's going to be a tough division here. Uh, I don't believe in Melvin Gordon. Uh, not that the, he doesn't have the talent. I just think that. I just think he's playing for a team right now that's going to struggle offensively, and I would just not want to be a part of that. That's all. All right, RG3 passes his exit physical. Um, obviously, he's going to get released by Washington. Um, but he's got to get picked up. Where, where would you like to see him get picked up, Adam Wright? Dallas? <laughs> It's kind of the Cowboys? stock answer I mean, now. I don't know. That's not bad. <laughs> Dallas. I really. I, oh, it's really honest, not bad. I no, don't I just, care. Yeah. It's like really it. not bad. What, wait, why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't he go to Los Angeles? The Rams. That yes. would that would be my thought. That's not bad. Either. That would be hilarious. Well, it I, would be funny. It would be irony of it. Yes. yes What's, exactly. Well, I don't follow the trade. The Rams right. gave up all those picks. Rams, Rank, or they, Rams. they got all the picks. Rank is funning you right now. Oh, right. Of course. Sorry. None of that matters. Like if you played, if there was a football team in St. Louis. And went to go play for the, maybe we'd, he could go play for the St. Louis Cardinals, go play some center field for them. Now that they've lost Jason Hayward, <laughs> crickets. I wish I had a cricket voice. <laughs> Why didn't you? Don't no sell me. <laughs> I'm giving you the complete no sell. That, that's, that's terrible. That's, that's what's happening right. It's now. different. I nobody, usually nobody in Los Angeles cares about for, that. Trade. First of all, there's like you know, it's like I am the king. I I'll give anybody a courtesy laugh. You need, yeah. But but well, really, though, that one, oh, that's, that's. You're sitting there, yeah, I know. I've seen you yuck it up with certain people. Sure, absolutely. So like, that's, that was the <laughs> dumbest thing ever. You're selling it, and you can't give me a little. Listen, that's the one thing you need to realize, that people in Los Angeles <laughs> don't care about what happened in St. Louis. What are you talking about? That's a fan. Literally, what are you Sports talking about? Sports fans. I, just, I have no idea what that is. Anyway. Look. Yes. RG3 with Dallas or the St. Louis slash L.A. Rams. No, they're the L.A. Rams. They're not not slash anymore. Anywhere else? Anywhere else you'd like to see them? Those are the two big ones for me. I mean, maybe Houston. Okay. Bill O'Brien's good quarterback coach. That's not bad. Get him in there. Get him back into – Maybe he could develop a little bit. Yeah. I mean, there's there's nowhere – I can't imagine there's – anywhere he goes where he just walks in as the starter. He's going to have to compete everywhere he goes. Absolutely. Which – from a fantasy perspective, means that I don't know that I take a chance on him at all. He, oh yeah, no, he's a waiver wire oh, guy. Yeah. I see no. if maybe he gets the because even even if he wins a starting job, there's going to be so much skepticism about how he performs. Even a last round pick, I would rather just let him sit on the waiver wire and then try to pluck. Him oh yeah, there's no as way. Well. Oh yeah, there's no way. No, he's not being drafted. Zero no. percent chance. All right, let's talk about the NFC West, shall we? We'll start. Uh, we'll go alphabetical. How about that? Arizona Cardinals, 2015. Carson Palmer. Uh, he was the QB five, the QB five. Carson Paul, it's amazing. Pretty darn good. <clears throat> David Johnson, despite not getting starts until the back quarter of the season, uh, am I reading this right? He was the RB seven. Yes. Well, don't forget he went on that stretch to start the season of where he like had bonkers six games. or seven games in a row, where every time he touched the ball, he scored a touchdown. Double digit touchdowns for uh, David Johnson. Not all, obviously, not all on the ground, and we're including special teams as well. But man. Uh, he was explosive last year. I can't – I again, uh, I don't know anywhere in the draft where I'm not taking David Johnson in the first round, but there you go. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald I, I really emerged, especially in the early part of the season. I thought he kind of faded in the back half, uh, finished as your wide receiver 11. John Brown, who everybody was super, super duper excited about, uh, wide receiver 21, but he was battling injuries and still looked pretty explosive as well. And then Michael Floyd, who I thought uh, had a really nice bounce-back campaign. Uh, granted, uh, a wide receiver 32 doesn't sound great, but... Uh, Don't forget he broke his fingers or whatever to right. start his wrist or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. He came back for week one but was not the same, and then he dealt with hamstring issues down the stretch too. I thought he looked, when he was uh, in there and healthy, I thought he looked really good. Um, wh- what do we expect from 2016? Uh well, I still believe in Carson Palmer, and part of it is Homer. <laughs> yeah, well, there's... <laughs> no, I'm um, just kidding. I like Carson. Palmer. I like him. I mean, I do like him. I mean, part of it is that he didn't really take a lot of punishment this year. I think I, no. I think I looked when like you the look list of most sacked quarterbacks. I think he was like 22. I mean, which is amazing well, for Carson Palmer. 
Because he's not because he's not mobile. He has zero mobility. But the offensive line protected him very well. Part of it is that he also gets the ball out quickly, so he didn't have a whole lot of a lot of pressure or anything. And so uh, you know, but the fact that Bruce Arians was able to get him to get the ball out quickly is a story in and of itself. Yeah, it really is. You know, and I, I think everybody's going to remember the last game we saw of Carson Palmer, which obviously was a debacle in the playoffs. Yeah, but. All year, he was so good in this offense, and I think you can get at least one more good year out of him. His, his last two games were kind of a debacle because while he didn't get sacked, I think the Packers brought him down like seven or eight times in that divisional round game too. And right. if it wasn't for Larry Fitzgerald going ham on the defense <laughs> all the time, Carson Palmer wouldn't have had that last game. But I, I, I trust Palmer again next year largely because of the weapons around him. Like you said, James, I think Floyd played tremendously last year yeah. when he was healthy, and he would probably be the, the wide receiver out of this group that I would target first. Well, you're going to get the best value out of you are. Out, of, out of Mike Floyd because, Fitz. again, I feel like Fitz is the, the bigger name guy. I feel a lot of fantasy hipsters are still going to love themselves some John Brown. And then there's going to be Mike Floyd, double-digit yeah. rounds, just hanging out. Oh, he's not going to make double-digit. Oh rounds. yeah, absolutely. No. At the wide well, receiver Flo- position, I just don't. I don't hundred percent. No, because I think the I think everybody's going to look at that offense and how Listen. good that offense is, and that is going to boost his draft. And right now, his hype train is still in the station. Right, but come June, okay. that hype train is going to be like the train from uh, Snowpiercer. It's just going to be rocketing <laughs> like a thousand miles. Wow. There's a lot of turmoil on that train. I mean, I hope I hope that the train is more peaceful. But I'm saying, like, just from a physical outside speed sense, that's what his wow. Like. Um, no piercer. I know how that's my suspicion right now. I know how big we all were on underrated movie, by the way. It's on, a fun movie. It was a fun movie. Uh, I, I know how big we all were on John Brown. I was among them. Yeah. And I, I look at his final numbers. Okay. Sixty-five catches, thousand and three yards, seven touchdowns. Why can't he build on that? Can, he, can. he or do I feel like I feel he like had better numbers than? That's better than no, Mike and, Floyd. No, it is. And it's I'm not saying it's terrible, but I'm just wondering is that about his ceiling or how much more can he produce? I mean, I, I feel like and these are they're fine numbers and you know like I said wide receiver 21, I would gl- gladly plug him in as a low end WR2 or a flex guy. Okay. But I don't know, I just have this sneaking suspicion that he might have about hit his ceiling. Maybe he gets you 1,100 yards. Maybe he gets you another touchdown or so. But I don't know that John Brown is going to be this huge, you know, breakout Antonio what Brown I, kind of playmaker. What I like about – he's not going to be an Antonio Brown, but what I like about John Brown is that this was a good year for him and he was still injured. But I think he's a player where he will get you those weeks where he only has 50, 60 yards. But he's a player you need to – in like maybe a more consistent Deshaun Jackson sense, embrace the variance because as we saw, there were games where John Brown was just simply uncovered. And maybe and maybe Deshaun and, Jackson is a better comparison. Um, and you know, but even that, I mean, Deshaun's that guy you draft him and you're like, am I playing him every week? You're just like, I, I don't would know. I don't know when when he was healthy though. Brown was still getting catches and was putting up some yardage. Like his lowest output was four point five points. Right. No, and I guess look, that's my thing is that he's not, not he's not bad. I just. I don't know if he's ever going to meet, match up to the hype that we put out for him from a fantasy perspective. Well, he just has to outproduce his price, right? So wh- whatever his price is going to be, I, it's not going to be in the first five rounds, I would doubt. That's I think you're right on getting into uh, getting into John Brown territory there, maybe round like five to eight, depending on if I somebody agree. is high on him or exactly. if they back off a little bit. Uh, so he's got to outperform that price. I I don't know. I, I, I he's a young guy. He's explosive. I mean, he's only Though, been in the league two years. I think the one thing that maybe kind of turns me off a little bit from him is the fact that Bruce Arians had no problems. Uh, mixing in Jaron Brown and J.J. Nelson, who uh, it's funny watching Arizona Cardinal games because there's a bunch of small speedsters rolling around. You're, every single time a guy catches it, you're like, is that John Brown? No, it's not. <laughs> uh, and then they, but how many, you know, but how many times he drew pass interference penalties? Yes. Was amazing. It was amazing. Like, like, he was if, so, if, like, if, if only those, I got points for that. If those counted in fantasy, he would have. <laughs> but I think he's not going to get pass interfered. That, that's time, what though. I think. That's what he's saying. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I think that balances out in 2016. No. Yeah, I think it I shoots up. I think his touchdown totals go up. And I mean, the receiving yards will probably hold there, right between the thousand and eleven hundred, thousand to twelve hundred, even. But okay. the, the touchdowns are going to go up. I mean, defenders can continue to interfere with him. <laughs> that, that doesn't. Get, I mean, it, it helps the Cardinals because it moves them down the field. It gets you nothing. But it, yeah, even but if he is being interfered with, maybe I said good day, sir. 
<laughs> maybe, there's, maybe there's a ball that sneaks in that he actually can catch. You know what I'm saying? I get that he's a smallish receiver, but I don't, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think a thousand and seven is is a pretty good floor for him. And then yeah. if you can get twelve hundred and ten, you're very excited. You'd be super so, excited. Let's talk about the David Johnson in the room. Okay, let's <laughs> who here? Who here other than James is taking him in the first round? Oh, maybe at the very end. Maybe at the very end. I feel better in the second round. What's wrong with you guys? Adam? What's wrong? Uh, I, no, no, no. I'm not taking a running back, <laughs> I'm not taking a running back oh, in the okay. first round. Okay. Uh, All right, well, hold on, hold on. You're also, listen, how how great did you feel about having C.J. Anderson last year? I didn't take Draft him Anderson. in the first round. I didn't take C.J. Anderson. Dude, it's, nah, it's the same thing. I didn't take C.J. Anderson. I would not. I, He's not the explosive athlete that David Johnson is. Did you he's, not watch the Super Bowl? Like, he's, he's an explosive athlete. Like, look. He is not too, David Johnson. Dude, that's too much of a risk. Um, it's one of those things that we'll look back on and be like, let oh, me, my God, I can't believe I got suckered again. Hold on. Hold you on. would rather. Let's say you, you had the eighth pick. Let's say you had the eighth pick. Antonio Brown, Odell Beckham Jr., Julio Jones, DeAndre Hopkins, all and of them. Okay, yes. Those, those guys are all going to be gone. In the first eight picks? Not even a chance. Not a chance. Not even a chance. Like, you know what? I wouldn't still, be that surprised. No, no, no. Well, it depends on who you're drafting with. If you're dra- like in the NFL Fantasy Live League, I guarantee you probably all five of those guys will be available. Because <laughs> as much as everybody loves to say, like, oh, no, it's, it's a new world order. And then everybody's like, oh, Adrian Peterson, Jamal Charles, Eddie Lacy, you'll bounce back. Like, listen, if you're, if you're with Sharps, then a lot of those guys are going to be going out the board. Okay. I'm, I'm going to say there's a – I'm going to say – I feel my. I like I like the backdoor my uh, <laughs> insult that you just hurled right there. What? If backdoor you're playing insult. with sharps, those guys will be off the board. But if you're playing in the NFL Fantasy Live League, oh yeah, they will be available. I know, great thinker. <laughs> you want to go over the roster? <laughs> <laughs> the NFL Fantasy Live League. There is it. There's. Oh a- man! Wow. There is some. There, I mean, I mean, there's two guys. Like, two guys. This guy dropped. There is some. That that league comes down to two people: money and me. Wow. And that's it. But listen. Wow, that is, that is a slight. <sighs> Look at the championship trophy. I'm not slighting anybody. I'm just stating the facts. I should have had a better chance. <laughs> listen. I, I got placed against James in the playoffs. Or- you lost. You lo- listen. I, yeah, but you lost to me too, pal. Uh, no way! Danger Zone Championship. Be you. Danger Zone Championship. Oh gosh, dang it! Yeah, <laughs> there it is. Only because, there it is. Only because I wasn't allowed to play Alan Hearns. Who was one of my danger zone guys, and okay. everyone was like, oh. "No, it's not danger zone." Oh, like right. when I made the all pick. Right. All, right. all right, all right, all right, all right. David um, Johnson, you're taking him where? No, I'm not taking you're him. You're not taking him at all. It's because some dope's going to take him in the first round, and it'll be like, "All right, good luck with all that." Oh man, I can't wait to take him one over. Really? You would take? You're, you're, I mean, Co would take him one dot oh one. Yep. Mean, like would you, really? <laughs> you would yep. go. You would go that high on him. In that situation where you're like, if you're the eighth pick and those five guys are gone, I'm gonna the get, running back, then like, I'm going to get stupid. Peterson's going to be gone. Uh, I'm not even saying it's a good pick. Okay, if I'm ranking the running backs, I would put him at number. Like, if I had to do it, I'd probably like Gurley and then him, right? I mean, Le'Veon Bell, for all for as great as he is, I, I can't imagine the Steelers. I mean, I guess they did at some point last year, but I can't imagine the Steelers just looking at D'Angelo Williams and be like, eh, nah, we're, we're not going to use you at all. Their offense has always relied heavily through one yeah, running. Yeah, I guess that's right. And also, Williams is a year right. older now. He's the top three, but he's but David Johnson's got to be. He's no worse than the third running back. See, I think I, like if I were to rank running backs, I probably would go Lev Johnson and then Todd Gurley, only because I am extremely worried about Gurley's uh, offense and the division he plays in, which is against the Arizona Cardinals and the the Seattle Seahawks. It's that's tough. I don't know. Look, I'm going to get stupid and take David Johnson. That's fair. In, I, the first five picks. For the record, I'm probably on the cusp. I'm at that end of round one, round two at range, but there you go. I tend to like taking other positions early, too. All right, CLC Hawks. <clears throat> I'm trying to think. If I had the first overall pick, who would I go with? Lev Bell? You'd take David Johnson. You'd take David Johnson. All right, I'm just you, would, you would look at that Le'Veon Bell sticker, and then you'd go, nope, and then you'd love the reaction. <laughs> you'd put up David Johnson, you'd walk back, hands in the air. Stupid. Uh, just a stupid pick. It's a stupid pick, and, I, and I'd love to make it. Let's do it. All right, Seattle Seahawks in 2015. Uh, you want to talk about an offense that just absolutely was poo-poo in the first half of the season. And then in the back end, my God, what happened? It was like they took a steel chair and just started wrecking shop. Yes, they did. It was great. I mean, I think it really did have a lot to do with the fact that, sadly, once Jimmy Graham was out of that offense, they felt 
you know, I, I don't know. They, they figured some things out. I don't know if they were trying to cater to Graham too much, if they were trying to, you know, like really fit that square peg into a round hole or what have him. What you know have what you? they did that was weird? Hmm. They started going downfield. They did start going downfield, and Doug Baldwin turned into a man-child. That's what I'm saying. Also, it was when Marshawn Lynch was basically out of the lineup too. Right. Which is sad to say because I love him. Well, I mean, it is, yeah, I mean, those are two great players, but you do wonder whether or not they were trying so hard to fit the offense around those two that it really it just stymied everybody else. Well, I think in 2014, them feeding Marshawn Lynch worked, and it worked really well, especially given their defense. But, um, but man, it's like you said, once uh, Russell Wilson had to then start freestyling and doing his thing. He wasn't it, even freestyling. He did it all out of the pocket, which is the craziest right. part. You're right. Uh, but I, I guess I guess what I'm saying is that they basically said, you know what, Russ, just it, it's you now, it's you. You you make the calls, you make the throws, you make the plays, and um, and boy, uh, the offense just took off. Um, can these guys do it again in 2016? That's my question. Do they build on the back half of 2015 and taking it to 2016? Mg, what say you? No. <laughs> uh, I, I don't. I don't I mean I don't think they're going to be a bad offense, but I mean you know. Y- Russell Wilson had, I mean, you look at from weeks 11 through, what is that, 15. He went bananas. Three touchdowns, five touchdowns, three touchdowns, five touchdowns, three touchdowns. And that that's all passing. He also had like a rushing touchdown you know, <laughs> sprinkled in there somewhere. I mean, dude was killing it. For those weeks, the fewest points he scored in those five weeks was 25 points. That's Insanity. I mean, those seven weeks in a row, he threw multiple touchdown passes, not even counting his one rushing score, in the – uh, nine weeks prior, he only threw multiple touchdown passes once. Right. I, I mean, and I think, I think you're. He's probably closer to the first, you know, eight weeks, eight nine weeks than than those last, you know, seven. Gosh, weeks. you think? I think he is, and, I, and, I, and here's look. I think he'll throw multiple touchdown passes okay. more often. Wait, are we talking once. about Russell Wilson? Yeah. yeah. I thought we had started talking about Doug Buck because I was confused by what you were talking about. Like, <laughs> why, why do you, like? Why is Russell Wilson not going to be great? Like he's he'll be fine. I, oh my gosh! I just think I think what we saw in the last half of the season was kind of an anomaly. He'll get you two. I touchdown thought that was passes. I thought that was Russell Wilson. I thought that's the kind of quarterback he is. I really love on his a hot streak. I love his game. I I really I'm all about Russell Wilson. I think. I think he's one of the better quarterbacks in the league. I think he's already in the top five. Oh, yeah. I know that's – Oh, yeah. I, is that outlandish to say? No, 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 no not at all. I, you know, because I, 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 like, I, I like Cam, too. But if there was one of those two quarterbacks that you looked at where you're kind of like, nah, this one's kind of fluky, I feel more comfortable with Russell Wilson just because the offenses that he came in out of uh, in college, playing for two different offenses, playing in North Carolina State and then playing at Wisconsin, gave him a nice variety and a nice base to just kind of go out and work on some things. And I just trust his instincts. He just seems uh, so instinctual. Like, he just – everything everything that he does, like, he never seems to take a huge shot. He always seems to feel pressure and get away from it. Like, yeah. that the – the play in the Super Bowl, like the first strip sack fumble that Cam Newton had happen to him, I can't imagine that ever happening to Russell. I'm sure it has, but I can't imagine that ever happening to Russell Wilson. Like because it just, wasn't even a blindside sack. Nah, it wasn't. Was it was just like straight on. It and, looked like a guy who hadn't played quarterback before. Like what is he doing? <laughs> and um, I just, I, I just, I, I think the world of Russell Wilson. I, I really. Um, I, I need to start downplaying him a little bit more because I think that he's the guy that everybody ignores when you start going through those runs of quarterbacks. And everybody's yeah. talking about Aaron Rodgers and Brady and, like, oh, well, A- Andrew Luck's going to come back. and Like, have all those guys. Like, I'll sit and wait. I'm not I'm not a super um, uh, hypochondriac type of quarterback drafter that I'm going to wait till round 18 and be like, oh, now I'm drafting my quarterback. Um I'll let the first couple of guys splinter off, and then I'll jump in on Russell Wilson. Where are you taking him? It, it honestly it, fourth it, round. It depends on the flow. It depends on where the quarterbacks are going, and okay. as you see that draft queue kind of line up and see where everybody's going. I mean, you're in a lot up. of drafts. I think you see, you know, you're going to see Aaron Rodgers go early. You're going to yeah. see Tom Brady go relatively early. I think his age is going to scare off some folks. Andrew Luck is going to be a, a nice bounce back candidate as well. Um, but Russell Wilson is going to be in that Andrew Luck territory. I think there's no question about it. 
It's going to be curious if people overreact to the end of it or diminish it. But one thing that's going to be worth watching this offseason is if Jermaine Curse hangs around because he's a free agent and he's told the Seahawks he won't have a hometown discount. And while he's not like, oh, my God, game-changing Jermaine Curse, like he was a very integral part of that offense right now. So if he, if he walks, he had, a DC, he had a solid year. He had a lot of good games. Man. But so, like, if he walks, that changes the whole dynamic then because they have to get somebody else to come in outside. They've got. They still have Tyler Lockett, but he played a ton of snaps. But then now you're putting more pressure on Lockett and Baldwin, and that's going to be interesting to see. So we got to see if they sign somebody, if they keep Curse, if they draft another pl- player. I think it's worth. Watching. I think if Curse walks and he and if he's a free agent, I think they'll let him go because they really need to address some other star players that they got. But uh, well, I don't. I don't think that. This is also, I don't think that offense is going to miss a beat. It's man. also another team that needs to address its offensive line because they have very problems true up there as well this year. They yeah. keep drafting defensive tackles and asking them to play O line. Right. Well, that was the thing too. It's getting rid of uh, Max Unger. Yeah, those or Jimmy Graham. You're like, yeah, yeah. That, that, that didn't work for either side. I know. Yeah. It's so weird. <laughs> and like, here's here's the the quick piece on Curse. He caught 72 percent of his passes, just okay. shy of 700 yards, five touchdowns. So he was a good. He was a good chain mover and still a, a dynamic part of that offense. I mean, obviously, it was the Doug Baldwin show with his 14 touchdowns, and which was absurd. Still, the most ridiculous. All right, so let's let's ask let, let's talk about Doug Baldwin, shall we? Where, where does he go? It, Same it's, place it's he baffling. always went. It's baffling. I, I mean, I don't know what to make of it. I mean, do you think people really, truly, all of a sudden believe in Doug Baldwin as a game-breaking receiver? I mean, what he did at the end of the year obviously was phenomenal, uh, but. Does that completely erase all the previous years of history, the previous four seasons worth of history right. we have with Doug Baldwin, where he never got really close to 1,000 yards, he never had more than five touchdowns, and all of a sudden he goes 1,000 with 14 touchdowns? I mean, does that stretch erase the other four years? I don't, I don't know that it does. Let's say it bounces out. Where does he go? I think I think in most drafts I don't even know if he was being drafted last year. I don't think he was. Um, and then Anime. so yeah. So I, I, look, uh, you're you're big uh, Adam Rank on Russell Wilson. Yeah, buddy. Uh, his favorite target clearly Doug Baldwin for sure. Okay, so what does that mean? He's where, the where number he seven run. He's the number seven receiver off the board. Wow. I'm joking. Oh. I'm kidding. <laughs> I was going I, through my list. I'm like, really? Like, yeah. It's the trend. <laughs> it's the trend. Um, he finished last year as the WR7. He so. was. So you got it. You got to tell you. I, I feel that uh, there'll be a, a large number of people who just don't believe in Doug Baldwin, and he'll just continue to fall, and he'll tumble, and he'll tumble, and I, I think you get at least into the 10th round and stuff like that. Double digit Cause, cause nobody's gonna Just nobody's going to believe it. I feel like somebody's going like to. Somebody will draft Larry Fitzgerald before yeah. they draft Doug Baldwin. 100%. Doug Baldwin will have a better 100% agree. next season, and it's fine. Like I, I will load up on uh, receivers. I will go through, take my – Maybe take Russell Wilson. Okay. But then start loading in with my uh, my running backs and everything. And then I'll see Doug Baldwin there, you know, in those middle rounds and be like, man, why not? I think uh, I think it's worth the risk. I think uh, you're, you're not Eighth round? Have, you're not going to have to overpay for him. And I think that's a good spot for him. Eighth round sound about right? Yeah. I'm going to have to – I have to do more research on all this, but I don't know how I feel about Doug Baldwin yet. Uh, yeah, I don't know that. <laughs> what I kind of answer is that? I don't know. Like, I it, give me a take. No, like I'm not going to give you a hot take if I haven't <laughs> if I haven't actually looked into it. I don't. It, it's like Marcus said. It's such an anomaly season. I need to I need to go back and watch the tape. I need to do more research before I actually figure out when I'll take him. But right now, yeah, rounds eight to ten sounds better. Where does Thomas Rawls go? Hi. I bet somebody somebody's going to go first round on Tommy Rawls. Oh man, I guarantee it. Yeah, somebody will. He's got an ankle fracture. No, people will just be like, hey, man, Seahawks running back, bruh. <laughs> and then, boom. <laughs> He's off the board. He's off the board. Uh, is, he a, is he a top ten pick, Alex Yelhar? I don't know if I can take him in the first. I wouldn't do it. I Thomas Rawls is on the phone right now. Right? <laughs> He's calling up. Yeah, like, sorry trying, to lie, trying to lobby for his position here. MG, what do you think? Thomas Rawls. <sighs> is he worth a first-round selection? No. No, no, he's not worth it. But no. he will probably go in the top ten. You think so? I don't know. I mean, I really think because you're going to start hearing about this ankle and it, well, it all depends. It's it's February right now. It is, but I mean, a lot of it depends on whether or not he looks like he'll be available to start the season. There. I mean, if he's not available to start the season, there's no way he goes in the first round. I think he will. I, I think I think the reports will come regardless of how healthy he is. <laughs> he's gonna, you know, there will be reports that he's looking great. He's feeling healthy. He's been running and doing all that kind of stuff. Um, I would be surprised if he 
doesn't start the season, I guess, is what I'm saying. But, um, but yeah, he may be dealing with that injury uh, for the entire season. I don't know, man. For that price, uh, if even if he's in the first 15 picks, let's say he's like 15 to like 12 to 15. Even for that price, I don't know if I'm that comfortable. I mean, I can also put on the the truther jacket here. And Please ask- do. Will they keep Kristen Michael? Oh, yes. Oh, Will they bring him so, back next year? Speaking of the Los Angeles Rams. <laughs> what a wait, what's what wrong? an explosive athlete. Well, we're already Christian ru- Michael. We are already running long. We do not need to go into Kristen Michael territory. Uh, wait, why not? Because he was pretty effective when given the opportunity. Stop. And, and he's so not nearly as explosive. effective as Rawls. Uh, Los right. Angeles Rams. The L.A. Rams. Uh, what do we got here? Uh, we're talking about Todd Gurley. Uh, I know you're I really feel like that's where the conversation starts. And ends. And, and ends, yeah. Uh, there's there's nobody else. Is there anybody else? Best running back in the game. Best running back in the game. I I don't necessarily you know what's necessarily funny? disagree, but. As I'm looking at the, uh, the mock drafts okay. and everybody who's talking about Miles Jack, and yeah. I know it's a different position. Sure, day. sure. But this is the thing, like, you need to ignore that kind of like, oh, it's a knee injury. Yeah, he's fine. Like, he's good. I know I'm making eight, eight different points. I, you know, every time I try to like spread out my wings a little bit, I can see Alex is mad. Because <laughs> I really, I really want to go into a miles. Jack. Absolutely, I really want to play miles Jack so much. <laughs> Don't need to go into miles. Miles, back, miles right. Jack played running back at UCLA. <laughs> Maybe uh. some team takes a chance on him. Oh, no, we're going to convert you to running back. Maybe he'll be on on the NFL.com fantasy side. Can he be listed as an RBLB? They're not going to do that. They're Why not? Him at how, how great would that be if he got a couple of carries? Like he could be in that helps no one else. You know what? Here's the other thing that we should petition for. J.J. Watt should be a, 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 a tight end D.E. T-E-D-E. I do want him as a tight end. I think he needs to be a T-E-D-E. Aren't why, you why can't fan? he be? Like, you're the fantasy editor. Go make that stuff happen. Can't we? Who do we talk to? Marcus. There is a – The fantasy editor. I don't control the, the tech side. We don't control the game, game. no. <laughs> so, anyways. How do you not get in those conversations? How are you not, like, right there hand-in-hand with whoever those people Adam, are? Adam, you've worked at this company for how long? You know how <laughs> Just Tavon, Tavon Austin. Wide nope. receiver 24. Nope. Anybody taking nope. nope. a nope. super Pass. late? Love nope. Pass. Love Tavon Austin. No, you don't. Stop Love him. Stop it. The big Tavon you, Austin. You like guy. making Stone Cold Steve Austin references. Doesn't matter. That doesn't mean you like Tavon Austin. It doesn't matter why I like him. <laughs> it's the fact that I like him. Uh, all right. So then the last question I had for this, the opening day quarterback for the Los Angeles Rams will be? Peyton Manning. Oh. No. I it's think, a, I think a, it'll still be Nick Foles. It's a Los Angeles Rams tradition. To have these washed up quarterbacks it in is. the vein of Jim Namath, it is Steve Bartkowski, Steve Dills, a second run at Vince Ferragamo. I think the best quarterback in Rams history, though at least the only one I saw who was worth anything, was Jim, Jim Everett. Everett. Yeah, uh, it's not Kurt Warner. <laughs> he was not an L.A. Oh, Ram. I see what you're saying. <laughs> was For not. those listening at home, Rank just shot <laughs> a look right. of death. Okay. All right, let's jump to Marcus's team right. quick here. The San Francisco 49 I'm going to tell Kurt Warner you said that. I would tell Kurt. Well, hold on. I will tell Kurt. I've, I've I'm told. I'm going to say. I've told I'm both, tell Kurt Warner that you did not put him on the all-time I've told both list. those guys. I've told him and I've told Mar- Marshall Falk that they are not welcome in Los Angeles. Wow. <laughs> like, we don't. I, 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 w- I was even saying, don't even bring wow. out the Super Bowl trophy. Wow. Leave that at Bush Stadium. Actually, you know what? Give it to the Blues since they've never won anything. They can wow. have the Super Bowl trophy. They can put the banner up in their little he's arena. Even, he's even dropping hockey elbows. Right no, now. I'm just saying, like it's because uh, it doesn't matter. Very, very quickly, I just wanted to say, Todd Gurley. Uh, how high are you comfortable drafting him? First round. First. No, no. Uh, I get the first round. <laughs> Where in the first round? Top three. I don't know that number one, but top, top three top for three. sure. Yeah. In that scenario you laid out, where yes. the receivers and Rob Gronkowski are, yes. are gone, I would take Gurley. Okay. I would take Gurley over Allen Robinson in the first round. Wow. Okay. We're moving on. San Francisco no, 49ers. I mean, like, that's the next Chip Kelly has come to San Francisco. Can I it's get really? It's it's because uh, it is it's it's is he Demarco Murray or is he Ryan Matthews? Right. Carlos I, I want to believe that he's going to be. I, again, I don't want to, because Alex is talking about this, like, I really want to investigate this more. I really want to go back and look at his snaps at uh, Ohio State, how many of them were coming out of the shotgun, because he's going to have to learn how to run out of the shotgun and, and how he takes those snaps. So that's something that I'm worried I have about. to go back and, and take a little bit of time to yeah. look at. Um, he's a, I mean, he's a clear bounce back candidate. 
but he's a candidate for it, much like, <laughs> he's a much like some of these guys in the debates are candidates, are candidates to be president. president. <laughs> that doesn't mean that they're necessarily going to be president. Okay. Um, I'm really worried because I, I have a feeling. I'm worried, too. I, I really think that this Chip Kelly thing could go horribly sideways. Oh, it's going to be either great or terrible. There won't be any in-between. There's no in-between. All right. Well, it's your hometown team. Uh, Marcus Grant? Uh, I mean, I do like what it means for Carlos Hyde. And, and even last year when he was healthy, I, I felt like we saw some good things from him. I mean, I know that that game against the Vikings in week one oh feels like a, that's a lifetime ago. It does seem like a lifetime ago, but <laughs> my <laughs> goodness. But he looks so good, and I think that's what he can be. And I think I think he combines all the things that we saw in Philly between DeMarco Murray and Ryan Matthews. I mean, I think he kind of combines the best of those two running backs. Um, so I, I do think there is optimism for Carlos Hyde. That said, I still think he's on the board in like the third or fourth round, probably. I would agree with that. Ditto. I don't. Think I, he I'm optimistic, but I think he, you're going to be able to get him in that. Uh, I'm trying to think of like the round range that he might go from last year, like maybe a, a Doug Martin, depending on when you draft, like round four to six. Okay. Where you take the upside, you know, there's a lot of risk. Yeah. But that kind of situation. I think I'd be I'd be comfortable investing a late third round pick. In Carlos Hyde, I think. If I if I was going to go wide receiver, wide receiver, Carlos Hyde as a third-round pick is not bad. Yeah. I don't think that. so. I, 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 I would, like might it. rather have him as my RB2 to start. Sure. Looking at that, uh, the draft board. Because you're going to have – if you're there in the third round, who would you would be choosing between Carlos Hyde and perhaps Lamar Miller? Mark Ingram? Uh, uh, I'll take Hyde on the upside. Uh, I, t- I take Hyde over – over uh, Ingram, Ingram, clearly. What? Clearly, clearly. I would say clearly. Hyde. What are clearly. you talking about? I'm not. <laughs> you're insane. I'm not sure. That's a terrible. Clearly, that I oh would take God. him. I'm not 100. percent I'm sure not a Mark Ingram, Ingram guy, man. I'm just not a fan. I'm just not a fan. Uh, James doesn't like a guy. It's overranked. There's no convincing over. him. Why do you hate Mark Ingram? It makes no sense. Well, I just said I like Carlos Hyde more than Mark Ingram. What do you want from uh, me? There's, there's a deep seat. There's Cause a deep- no, because you're like making an emphatic point about clearly, clearly, the guy who had one great game last year playing in a gimmicky yep. offense with a college football coach right. is clearly better than the proven NFL veteran. You've made my point exactly. Thank okay. you. Okay. I That's appreciate it. it. Thank you very much. That is ridiculous. <laughs> All right. Uh, I see here a question here. The opening day quarterback for the 49ers will be. I, I mean, if it's not Colin Kaepernick, I'd be shocked, no? Blaine Plane? That was, I, I felt like the whole point of him getting hired was like, no, 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 we're going to fix Colin Kaepernick. I got to. That's kind of what I thought, too. Yeah, but then why does Kaepernick go out immediately in the press and say he wants to go play for the Jets? I mean, it's good to want things. But it's not completely up to him. I, I wonder, just to just to that point, I wonder if Colin Kaepernick's, uh, you know, angling for a new deal. He just got a deal. No, it, he just got a deal. None of it's guaranteed. It's I know. Or it's a terrible deal for him. Right. It's a terrible deal for any kind of quarterback. But if you're the 49ers, is, are you trying to negotiate No, absolutely not. If this is his plan, he's got terrible representation then because they're like, look, you had a terrible season. Why don't you start asking out so you get a new deal? Well, like, because he could get he could get cut. And take home nothing. I I think that's the problem. And and then you might look around the the quarterback landscape and say, well, where am I going to get a deal? If he could kind of rework his deal that actually makes more cap friendly uh, sense to the team and also locks up more long term money for him, maybe that's something that actually does make sense. I don't think the Jets call was the move was the move to get that going. But it we even, will see. It looked even worse when the Jets were like, yeah, we don't want. Yeah, that. right. Brandon exactly. Marshall's like, stay in the bay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it doesn't make sense. Like, you know, the Beard had a great season there. They got, you know, they obviously. They still have Gino. I know. They still had Gino, too. Not that Gino's great. We're trying to make Gino happen. I'm not trying to make Gino happen. I'm just saying he's not great, but he's there. He's there and he knows the system, and they were high on him before he got injured. So uh, it makes enough. no sense to get Kaepernick. Fair enough. All right. Um, Does Colin Kaepernick get drafted in fantasy? (laughs) If he's the opening day. If he's the opening day. I'm not touching him. Uh, I doubt it. Nobody? Nobody? nobody. I doubt it. I mean, did did, like Carson Palmer not get drafted last year? Yeah, he did. I feel like like I picked him up on the waiver. I picked him up on the waiver in a couple, too. Yeah. After the draft? I feel like, yeah. Really? Wow, okay. Hmm. All right. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. So in like guess- a league where my late round flyer was Sam Bradford, and then early in the season I was like, "This was a mistake." And then I grabbed <laughs> Carson Palmer. Carson Palmer. That was that's exactly how it happened. Like I had Philip Rivers in a bunch of leagues, and then I was like, "Ah, this isn't gonna last." Quarterback upside? No, on Colin Cap. I, I think I he like might it. be worth a fifteenth, fourteenth, fifteenth round. No, okay. Rosa. All right, thank you. Right. <laughs> Look, I'm not trying. I'm, I'm trying to talk myself. I feel this. like you play. I mean, think about it. You play in 10, 12 team leagues. Yeah. Not 10, 12-team leagues, but right. 10 or 12-team <laughs> leagues. Right. Um, I think this day and age that a lot of people either they just have one quarterback. There's not yeah, a lot true. of guys. That's true. Like if you're like Akbar, who's kind of, you know, he'll have multiple quarterbacks. And um, if you're like Akbar, fill in the one. blank. What does that mean? Does that mean like no, Akbar likes to have quarterback depth? He's okay. a little old school that yeah, way. Got it. He has that mentality that you always need a great backup. But I think a lot of people have moved on from the I need a second quarterback because I can stream a quarterback. Like if if I lose my quarterback, I can go stream Teddy Bridgewater for a week. And I think a lot of people think like that. But there are still some holdouts of, of people who still like to carry. Like Akbar is the most high profile person I can think of that always has two quarterbacks. Like you look. On his team, and you try because I try to make trades with him all the time, so I know his rosters back and forth. <laughs> and because uh, I try to make a trade with him every week, and he never looks he never, at it. Yeah, and then week thirteen, he's like, "Hey, do you want to make a trade?" I'm like, "I was offering you this guy for the last thirteen weeks," and then, uh, so I in, in situations like that, yes, I don't think Colin Kaepernick is going to break your top 14 15 yeah you're probably right so there'll be 17 other quarterbacks on the on the waiver wire that you can pick up all right anybody have anything else they want to say about the Niners passing offense Tory Smith else? anything Ugh, yeah. whatever not a lot of takes <laughs> on the they got, they got <laughs> all right receivers. well should we dap it and get out of here all right Charles. wait Blake who's their Blake uh Blake Bell is Blake Bell yeah, Blake Bell yeah. Ah, sleeper. Okay. Okay. Oh, sleeper boy. <laughs> Danger? Danger zone? Dangerous. Getting dangerous? Very dangerous. Yeah, okay, let's hit those daps. Get out of here. Extra, extra, read all about it. This is the day. Daps and hooks. Give me daps, because I'll be scribbling right. Give me dabbing up daps and bound daps All right, daily dap time. Uh, what are we dapping, WizKid? Uh, well, <clears throat> one of the movies I got out to see this weekend was Deadpool, of course. And uh, I just want to dap the the team behind it and its success this weekend. It broke like every February box office record, and it became the second highest opening for a first installment of a comic book franchise behind the Avengers, with like a hundred and thirty some million dollars over three weekends, which it, over three days this weekend, which is tremendous. Like it crushed a lot of other really good movies. And I think it's cool because it was an R-rated superhero movie that didn't cost a lot to make, and it was a studio kind of taking a chance on it uh, with a first-time director and Ryan Reynolds, who had, you know, failed in a superhero role before. So all the parts of it, I think, uh, kudos to them for making a kick-ass movie. More shocking <clears throat> that uh, that Deadpool was as an R-rated action flick is uh, breaking records, or that Ryan Reynolds did not completely murder a uh, a franchise. Uh, I, that's that's rude because I think I think rude. Ryan Reynolds is ta- is a talented guy and the CGI uh, ruined Green Lantern. The <laughs> writing of Green Lantern. Green Lantern had oh my numerous problems. Ryan Reynolds. I don't. I don't. Is so bad. Oh no! Wow. As the Green Lantern or in general? Uh, as the Green Lantern. He was tremendous as Deadpool, though. Okay, good. Which he, is. He, it's he, funny because he tried. He's been trying to get that movie made for twelve years. Well, that's what I saw an article. Like I didn't read anti-depths. it. Anti depths. Yeah. To the people who held that movie back for so long, maybe they looked at Ryan Reynolds and said, mm. "But that's why you know what's funny is I think because um, the guy that was directed it, uh, I think Tim Miller was his name, worked on special effects for Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, and there's a rumor going around that because if you guys remember a couple years ago, there was leaked footage of that highway scene fight with Ryan Reynolds voicing Deadpool. It was all just like previs, so it was animated stuff. But there's a rumor that he leaked it himself to I try and generate that. the buzz yeah. to then get the movie made. Ah, very so true. that would be cool if he and Reynolds were kind of in cahoots, like, let's just slip this out on the internet and see what happens. And then it All got right. such a buzz, and now the movie's a, a massive hit. So It makes me a little worried that DC's going to see that and be like, okay, we need a raunchy action comic book movie, and they're gonna get red, we're going to get a Red Hood and the Outlaws movie, and Starfire is going to be so terrible. Oh, it's going to be awful. It's going to be awful. <laughs> we just lost about 75%. No, and everybody right knows there. what we're talking Anybody who knows who Deadpool right is will know Red Hood in the Outlaws. Okay, Come All on. Right. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, Mark Grant, what's up? Uh, I'm going to daily dap Albert Einstein. Um, <laughs> seriously. I mean, okay, so obviously, I don't know how many people were paying attention to nerd news on the internet, but scientists found 
gravitational waves, which was part of the original theory of relativity that, you know, there were basically, well, we all believe there were ripples in the space-time continuum yes. because of black holes that collide and create these gravitational waves. So I feel like we are only a few steps away from finding another uh, universe somewhere else, and we're going to figure out how to time travel and all that stuff. And I just want to be here when we figure out how to harness uh, 88 gigawatts of energy. <laughs> Into our flux capacitors. If, if I mean, because I'm, they're also bringing back the DeLorean. It's all coming together. DeLoreans are coming back. We found ripples happening. in space time. It is all coming. step what one. Name? Find what? ripples in space time. Step two. Question mark. Question mark. Question. Step mark. three. Step profit. Profit. <laughs> That's it. Done. But if we could time travel, Done. wouldn't they already be back? Maybe they are. They right. would already be. Here. Maybe they are. We don't know that. Maybe they are. Now they explain this in the Flash. Maybe, the, maybe you're living in a dream inside of a dream. Uh, that, if you watch, if you watch or read the Flash, that explains because they They're, always go, they always go into the different Earths. You're gonna wake up and you're gonna be at Cal State Fullerton with a full set of hair. I think on Earth two, I went to Stanford. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what do you got there, Adam Rank? Uh, I want to give some daps out uh, for number one, uh, Matt Forte. We talked about him at the beginning of the show. Um, Handled himself with class. It's, it's a it's a contentious situation, and it could really get ugly. But he's taken the high road, and I really I agree. As disappointing as it is to see him leave, I'm glad that he's not taking shots at the Bears and not taking shots at the fans. So I thought that was a great way yeah. to go out. Um, daps to Taylor Swift. I thought uh, her acceptance speech was was perfect. I love that she's doing so well. Kanye's doing so horrible. So that's that's really good. Uh, daps to Cal State Fullerton baseball. They kick off against Stanford, our rival. <laughs> Stanford this week at uh, Sunken Diamond. Uh, dabs to Aaron Rodgers, who uh, who returned to the Twitter sphere. Okay, and uh, I listen. I'm I'm no Aaron Rodgers fan, but his tweet was pretty hilarious. You'll have to go out and see it. Uh, dabs to Hotel Maids, who are going to be working today and tomorrow. Tough weekend for you guys, so I think that you'll be pushing through. So good luck to you. Uh, and Dabs uh, to Andy Dalton, who lost his luggage. For the second time in a week, the struggle is real for everybody. Even NFL quarterbacks lose their luggage. <laughs> it's not his. Is it is. And it uh, is. finally, daps true. to uh, uh, my bride, Miss Rosie McGillicuddy. Okay. Uh, whose birthday is February 16th. So oh, well, cool. On, oh, nice. birthday, depending on. Thank you. Birthday. Thank you. So, uh, depending on when you're listening to this, it could be today. Okay. Could have been a couple of days ago. Sure. But, um, but daps Wait, to you could have listened to this a couple of days ago. No, yeah, you with time listen- traveling. With time traveling? Yeah. You listen. Of That's course. true. If you're listening to this on Friday, her birthday was a couple of days ago. Okay. I got you. Also, I have to say, I just went and looked at Aaron Rodgers' welcome back tweet, and it is tremendous. That is pretty good. <laughs> it's really good. I'm assuming it's uh, not appropriate for the airwaves. It's appropriate, but I kind of want to – I'll just read it. So he says, have to start my return by thanking at the tweet of God for an exciting season. Tell your son's mother I said thank you for those two throws. <laughs> 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 Which, if you don't know, the tweet of at t- the tweet of God is a parody account as well. So, Oh, good for you. There's layers to that. I, I very much so enjoyed it. There's so many layers to that. That's great. But That's I feel tremendous. like the Hail Mary was one play. You're gonna be a hail mary truther, aren't you? It was Rogers. Oh, for God's sake! James, what are you? What are you? It's like there's only one ghost of the post. There's just one immaculate reception. Oh, you're one of these guys. He's only one. He's a hail mary truther. Yes, because nobody else tries to bounce it off of somebody's hands and then have the running back scoop it up. uh, But anytime off the ground, like couldn't you have called David Tyree's catch an immaculate reception? It was immaculate. I I guess you right. I mean, it it just seems weird. I guess you could have. That's it. Okay, I'm just saying you're one of those guys. I'm not one of those guys. Yeah, you're one of those guys. guys. You're one of those guys. I'm not. Uh, You are. I'm not. It's a desperation here. All right. Daily Daps. How about the New Belgium Brewing? I tried their uh, Citradelic yesterday. It's a tangerine IPA. Uh, It's got a nice citrusy finish. It's a little bit lighter than your grapefruit IPA uh, that you've come to know, love, and enjoy. Uh, so props to them, um, daps to them for creating such a lovely brew. I'll also give uh, daily daps. You know, I did this to I, I did this on uh, uh, on Dave Damashek's podcast, but not on our very own. But uh, how about daily daps to OK Go for creating one of the most creative music videos? Um, it's I've insane. Ever, it's James and I talked about it for like an hour at the end of the week last week. It's bananas. Upside Wait, did, down and inside out is the name of the song. Okay, go upside down and inside out. Okay, so I haven't listened to it yet. Do they sample the Diana Ross song? 
or do they sample Sugar Hill Gang? Oh, bro, like, you're yeah. that's that's out of my wheelhouse. Okay, that's out. Of, I'm sorry. I don't believe they do. I I don't believe they do either. But if I didn't want to say that and then be proven wrong, I just wanna, <laughs> I, I, I just yeah, want to I, I just want to say ignorance and I don't know. Okay, Fuck I that. will I will listen to it myself. <laughs> but the video is insanity, man. They have a history of that. Uh, yeah. I mean, but this milk. this one is no, even more insane. Yeah. No, no, no. The, the, the logistics to figuring out how to tape this thing in a zero gravity chamber while moving up and down in a plane. You have to go check it out. It's yeah, and the backstory is cool, man. The backstory is cool. They had to fly to Russia to get this thing shot, so this thing this it's pretty good. Uh, if you haven't seen it, I, I highly recommend seeing it. Um, I'm going to jump on the back of uh, Adam Rank there. Wish my wife a happy birthday as well. Oh, nice. It was in early February, so I kind of missed that. Well, I really didn't. I mean, I took her out and did all that kind of good stuff. But on the podcast, didn't give her any dap, so we'll, we'll do that there. Anyway, so I, that's going to do it for us. Adam Rank, MG, my guy Marcus Grant, and the Wizkid from Wisconsin, Alex Gelhar. I'm James Coe. We're out of here. We'll see you. What's up, everybody? DJ Bucky here with Move the Sticks. Bucky, tell everybody what's on the latest Move the Sticks episode. The five lessons we learned from the Denver Broncos in terms of how to build a championship team. Also, what are the deepest positions in the draft? Look down the middle. Those defensive tackles are nice. Yeah, we've got you covered as we march towards the NFL draft. Move the Sticks. You can find us on iTunes, NFL.com slash podcast, as well as YouTube. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit Hellman's.com.